Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, friends, to another episode. I hope that you are all feeling balanced and grounded. Before we get started with today's topic, I wanted to share something with all of you that is very much in line with just the way our society tends to operate these days. So when I first started this podcast, I really hoped that I would be able to share an episode with all of you weekly or as often as my schedule allowed. And as most of you may already know, I run a full-time practice and the patients that I see in a clinical setting are my top priority. So because of this, I'm only able to create an episode whenever I have free time. And to be completely transparent, I'm not earning anything from this podcast either. So all the content that I create, I create with the intention of offering tools for personal development and to give all of you an alternate perspective to the various challenges that we face in life. And with that in mind, just like all of you, I have to face the unexpected events that take place in life as well. And so I'm really trying my best to stay consistent with the content that I create, but there are times where I need to fill my own cup first before I share with others, especially on this sort of a platform or social media where it can sometimes feel like this unequal exchange of energy. So in the recent past, I had tried to commit myself to producing an episode every other week, but to be completely fair, there are times where I just don't have the capacity for it. So I just wanted to speak from the heart and let you all know where I'm at because I do have so many topics that I want to share with all of you, and I will continue to try my best to produce these episodes as consistently as my life allows. And I honestly do wish that this platform allowed us to be able to have an open discussion and create more of a sense of community because I would absolutely love to hear from all of you as well. So if you feel called, let me know in the reviews, your overall thoughts about the podcast, your favorite episode so far, or if you just want to actually leave a review to support the channel, I welcome all of it. And this way I can feel more connected with everyone who is tuning in and I can begin to cater the episodes to meet your personal requests as well. So on this whole note of community and connection, today's topic is not only about the importance of belonging, but also some potential reasons behind why so many people seem to struggle with this fundamental need. So as always, we'll do an overview of the entire topic and then discuss some ways in which we can begin to cultivate a stronger sense of belonging from within. And the reason why I chose this topic is because nearly everyone at some point in their lives has struggled with this sense of belonging and it has become especially heightened in our world today given everything that has taken place in the last few years. Now for all of you who are returning listeners, you may remember back to my episode on our basic human needs where I talked about our need for belonging and how it fell into the same category as our need for love and connection, which shows the significance of this need in particular in that it's very intimately tied to our natural human desire for friendship, community, connectedness, and love. 
So our sense of belonging is a very significant predictor of our overall health and well-being because it can directly impact our mental and physical health, our social well-being, our economical standing, along with our sense of achievement and motivation. So to dissect this point a little bit further, to belong means that we feel seen, accepted, and included as a member of the system that we are surrounded by. So in a sense, when we feel like we belong, we internalize that to mean that we are lovable, which can impact our self-esteem, our sense of value, and our overall experience with life. So through our sense of belonging, we experience a sense of connection, which allows us to engage with life, to learn, to grow, and most importantly, to evolve. And a really beautiful example of this within nature is the way in which trees care for and communicate with one another. And that is primarily through this very intricate fungal network that exists within their roots. So a couple of examples of this system of communication is when the younger trees within a forest cannot get as much sunlight or energy because of their size, the older trees around them will take care of them by sharing their nutrients through this fungal networking system. And then also what trees do, which is super cool, is that they warn each other of dangers as well. So if a tree in particular, one tree in particular, is experiencing an insect infestation or something else that is harmful, It will release a certain chemical that travels through this fungal network to warn the other trees so that they can start to change their structure, their function, and their biochemistry in order to protect themselves ahead of time. So this is a really beautiful demonstration of what I mean by a sense of connection, allowing us to evolve and grow in life. But the unfortunate thing among humans is that nowadays in particular, most people are so caught up with their own personal survival that they have completely lost touch with the importance of being a part of a community, which is an almost necessary fundamental aspect of a healthy life. So now that we know what it means to belong, the opposite of belonging would be feeling as though you have been alienated or separated from a group or made to feel like a stranger. And if you think about it, this point in particular, one of the most common fears that a lot of people express is a fear of being alone. But it's actually loneliness that most people are afraid of because I'm sure most of you can relate to the notion of having felt lonely at some point in your life, even though you were surrounded by others. So this shows that having a lot of people in your life isn't the only prerequisite for feeling as though you belong. In fact, it has more to do with the sense and depth of connection that you feel with the individuals that you are surrounded by. And what we see over and over with global statistics is this rise in the number of people that express feeling a sense of loneliness. And as the rates for loneliness increase, so do the rates in mental health conditions, self-harm and suicide, particularly among the younger population. And the numbers are actually very shocking given that in certain countries, we see up to 70% of people within a specific generation reporting feelings of loneliness. So what often happens is that when our need for belonging is threatened, It sometimes pushes people to make decisions that they wouldn't normally make, which can include unhealthy coping mechanisms or decisions that go against their values. 
And just like rejection or other emotionally challenging experiences, being socially ostracized activates the same regions of the brain that are activated during physical pain. Now to highlight how deeply ingrained our sense of belonging is, if I were to ask all of you to tell me who you are, what would your response be? And you can take a moment to pause and reflect on that question if you like, but what often happens is most people will likely introduce themselves by giving their name and then describing an aspect of their life, which can include what they do for a living, whether or not they are parents, someone's partner, a student, or maybe describe their personality. And with every description, we can see that our sense of identity and personality is very much tied to who or what we believe we belong to, whether it's our family, our career, our social standing, or our ethnicity. And I'm sure at some point, most of you have probably had someone ask you what your background is or where you come from, which is often an attempt to understand who you are in relation to themselves. Because usually what happens is if someone asks you, what's your background? And you respond with, I am fill in the blank. One of the most common responses to your answer is the other person naming off someone that they know that shares the same background or ethnicity as you, as if that's supposed to somehow inspire you to feel connected to this person. So you can see how we're always trying to make these points of connection to one another in our daily lives. Now, even if you were to simply describe yourself as a man or a woman, you're identifying with a larger subset of people. If you describe yourself By your ethnicity, that would link you to another group. If you describe yourself through the lens of your career, now you're connected to yet another group. So you can see there are several degrees of connection that each of us can use to describe ourselves. And if we were to reduce it down to the level of the soul, this removes all the external factors and comes down to resonance. So regardless of age, race, or gender, we can feel connected to a complete stranger based on the likeness of our souls. And as human beings, we are biologically hardwired to connect because if you think about it during pregnancy, you are quite literally tethered to another human being through the umbilical cord. So as we're born, we, in, we experience that initial separation from our mother. So a lot of people are very subconsciously searching for this sense of connection to others. And Our need for belonging is especially acute early on in life because we need our parents or caregivers for survival. So as a result of this survival instinct, babies form attachments to their primary caregivers. And these attachments are so significant that as babies, we cannot separate ourselves from our parents. And because of this, we feel everything that they feel. So in particular, if a mother is panicked, the baby will also panic. If someone is presents as a threat to the mother, the baby will also see them as a threat. And I'm sure most of you have noticed that when a child gets hurt, they often look to their parents for emotional cues. So if the parent stays calm, the child stays calm. If the parent panics, then the child begins to cry. So this is how intimate this connection is. And as we grow, we continue to search for this connection through friendships, through romantic relationships, having children and other meaningful connections as well. Now, if we were to approach this idea from the eternal nature of the soul, some people believe in past lives, but there is 
Also a belief that every single soul in existence was created at the same time before entering this world. So our souls resided in a different realm. And sometimes when you have this feeling of recognition, when you meet a complete stranger, it's because your souls had a connection before your bodies physically met. And there are many theories around what stage of fetal development the soul enters the body. So we can also consider it from the perspective that we have a a spiritual birth and, and then we have a physical birth. So with all of that in mind, I want to spend some time talking about ways in which our sense of belonging can be challenged throughout our lives. So the first point is growing up either bicultural or biracial. Now, if any of you grew up as children of immigrant parents, you will have most likely experienced feeling like an outcast at some point in your life, especially if your parents were the first generation to leave their homeland and start somewhere new. And this is something that is particularly pronounced if you grew up in a smaller town where you may have felt as though you were the only one of your quote unquote kind. So you may have felt singled out based on your name the way that you looked, or even the food that you brought to school. And something to keep in mind is that cultural diversity and mixed races is something that is now rapidly growing in our world. So children of the newer generations may not have to face what previous generations had to face when these sorts of things were less common. And in particular, through social media, we all are exposed to so much diversity nowadays But that wasn't the case in the past. So if you were the only person with your culture or racial background in your school or town, there was no exposure to all of the other people in the world that were similar to you. You may have felt as though you were completely alone. And even if you weren't treated poorly, the simple fact that people would constantly set you apart was enough to make you feel as though you were an outcast especially at a younger age when you can't discern other people's intentions. So even if they meant no harm by their actions, all you internalized was that you were different. And because of this, most people who grow up either biculturally or biracially in the previous generations may have experienced a sort of identity crisis, especially because let's say 20 years ago, not many people spoke openly about these sorts of things. And most often parents of these children weren't adequately equipped to nurture these dilemmas because they were relatively newer issues. And in particular, if the parents themselves weren't mixed race, it would have been very difficult to understand all the potential challenges that their child was experiencing unless the child was vocalizing it themselves, which most children aren't experts in self-expression. So it was always a very much hidden struggle that um, a lot of people were going through in previous generations. And I've actually had this conversation with many people, even those who themselves immigrated to another country as adults. And the common theme among people who grow up exposed to two cultures or ethnicities is that they never feel as though they belong to either group because they are always seen as the foreigner to both sides. And to show how deeply ingrained this is, I'm not sure if any of you who are listening today can relate to this next point. But sometimes, regardless of how well you feel that you've integrated into the society around you or the, the one that you grew up in, someone will might come along and make a comment about, quote unquote, your people. And in that moment, you realize that regardless of how much you thought you were a part of something, in a blink of an eye, you're categorized with what feels like a random group of people in the world. 
So all in all, when we feel constantly different to those around us, for some that translates into feeling as though we're somehow less worthy than everyone else who seems from an external perspective to belong to the larger group. The second point on this whole journey towards feeling a sense of belonging and having that be challenged is a lack of authentic self-expression. So this is more of a modern day problem in that for some reason, everyone is pretending to be someone else and portraying a fabricated life. And this has to do a lot with both social pressures and more accessibility. So instead of embracing our natural beauty, it seems as though everyone wants the same procedures done. So most people end up all looking the same. And it becomes this vicious cycle in that people are trying so hard to fit in. So they follow what everyone else is doing. And in that, they distance themselves more and more from their true authenticity, which feeds more into them feeling distant from others. Because what happens is, since everyone is just following the masses and no one is expressing the truest version of themselves, a lot of people are feeling left deprived of a deeper sense of connection and soul resonance because we can only connect with someone as deeply as they have connected with themselves. So if people are constantly running away from themselves, not only are they robbing themselves of a sense of connection to self, but also establishing more meaningful connections with others. And something that exaggerates this point even further are those generic how-to posts in terms of how you should behave to make other people like you or to think that you are somehow worthy and valuable. And instead of encouraging people to work on themselves, to determine their values and to act like a decent human being, they're all very much heavily focused on playing games in terms of things that you should or shouldn't do so that you won't come across as too interested or too this or that. And so what happens is a lot of people get stuck in these cycles of manipulation and games instead of genuinely getting to know someone or genuinely expressing themselves even. And then to add to this point on inauthenticity further, a lot of people have this false sense of connection with those around them because let's say you have a thousand or so followers or friends on social media. How many of those people would actually show up for you if you needed them? And so most of you on a subconscious level already know what the answer to this is, even before I even stated the question. So what happens is you may walk around in life feeling as though nothing is real and you begin to distrust all sorts of connections altogether. The third point that I want to discuss with you guys today is another way in which our sense of belonging is threatened, and that is due to social conditioning. So this includes normalizing things such as mass consumerism, mass pro productivity, both of which place our values on the material world and cause us to forget the importance of connection and community because we are hyper-focused on what we own or produce in the physical world instead. Now, if we lived in a society where the majority was conditioned to behave in a certain way, in order to fit in, some people would actually start to voluntarily give up their authenticity as a means to fit in with the majority. Because if you remember back to the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that when our sense of belonging is threatened, that means our survival is at risk. And in those instances, many people make decisions and act in ways that they normally wouldn't. And so what happens is there's this strong underlying need to belong for many people that is subconsciously driving them to make a lot of the major decisions that they make in their life. 
This fourth point is for those of you who have always felt as though you were born in the wrong time period, felt like the black sheep of your family, or have been told that you were complicated or difficult when in fact, deep in your heart, all you have always wanted to do was make things easier for others. So the reason why you may have felt this sense of disconnection from others your entire life is because you are the small minority of the world that is paving a different path. And because of this, you may have always felt as though you are pushing against the grain of society. So whether that's reflected in your lifestyle, your diet, your values, or your strong empathic nature, your life path and purpose sets you apart. And for most of you, it boils down to a commitment to growth and evolution because if most people have accepted life as is and have just learned to exist with the status quo, they often do this by suppressing the inner stirrings of their soul. And through that, essentially, they are saying no to the vast potential that comes from the authentic discovery for the meaning of life. But for those of you who have accepted this challenge and are focused on expressing the highest version of yourself, it will always seem as though you don't have much in common with others, that you don't fit in with most of the people around you because you are operating on a different frequency and living out a different timeline. So as you continue to evolve, you can't expect to remain with the same group of people that have chosen not to evolve. And this doesn't mean that you are superior or inferior to anyone. It just means you have decided to stay true to yourself. So remind yourself of the the significance of that and find the gift that that has to offer. The fifth and final point that I want to cover today in terms of this whole idea of a sense of belonging and the search for belonging in particular is that a lot of people are actually searching for a deeper sense of spiritual identity and connection. And in doing so, you need to shed your false perception of self first. So this includes shedding the ego and all the things that keep you bound to this world. And as you do this, you will initially feel a deep sense of isolation and separation from those around you. But what you will gain is something so much greater which is a sense of connection to the source of creation because a lot of people that embark on a spiritual journey are actually learning to overcome separation and move towards unity and oneness with everything in existence. So with all of those points in mind, I want to spend the last little bit of today's episode talking about ways in which we can begin to cultivate a sense of belonging from within so that we're not searching for it outside of us and that it's already an established state of being from within. So one of the ways we can begin to do this is by continually practicing this journey of self-discovery. And the analogy that comes to mind when I think of the self-discovery journey is sort of similar to uncovering a treasure. So if you were told that there was a rare jewel that was buried within a cave, you might first start by digging for the jewel. And once you get to a point where you can start to see it shining through, you might notice that it's jammed between some rocks. So you start to chip away at the surrounding rocks, being very careful not to harm the jewel in the process until you get to a point where you can safely remove it. And then you might notice that it needs to be cleaned off even further because it might be covered in some dirt. So after all the work that you have done, you have a precious treasure that is very rare. So that's what I think of when I think of the self-discovery journey, because you are liberating your own essence. 
And what you need to keep reminding yourself of is the very fact that you are alive means that you belong and that you have a purpose. Because think of everything that had to take place for you to even exist. Your parents had to meet. It needed to be at the exact right moment for you to be created. Because if it was a month or even a day sooner, that would mean that an entirely different egg and sperm would have come together, which would have created an entirely different human. So recognize the significance of your presence and approach your life with more curiosity about yourself and your personal story. And then through that, what you can begin to do is to share your authentic story as well in order to experience belonging. Because when you know who you are and where you came from, from within, and you begin to share that with others, that allows others to connect to you more as well. And then working along on this self-discovery journey obviously involves considering and taking a reflective approach in terms of our core beliefs and perhaps challenging some of the beliefs that aren't working for us, recognizing the significance of the ego, so the self at the level of the body and the mind and the worldly attachment. So all of these topics that we have discussed in various episodes as well. And then beginning to distinguish between the personality that you have acquired, so who you've become over time based on your circumstances versus who you truly are at your essence. And something more specific that you can begin to contemplate and work towards answering is which situations in life threatened your sense of belonging and shifted you towards a sense of survival where you felt as though you needed to perhaps maybe betray a part of yourself or your values in order to fit in with a certain group. And the final point that I want to cover with all of you guys today is to stop seeing yourself as separate. You don't have to be this or that. You can be something that is inclusive of all the different aspects of you. So begin to look at yourself, maybe more so from the perspective of polarity versus a a dualistic perspective where you're finding that certain aspects of yourself are battling with one another, you can begin to see them on a polarity that contributes to your wholeness. And with that, I hope that each and every one of you who tuned in today found some points of connection or resonance within today's episode. And if you know of anyone in your life that you feel may benefit from today's topic, feel free to share it with them as well. And I am wishing you guys a beautiful rest of your week until I connect with you in the near future.